With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We are very excited about getting him where we got him. This is the Turn on the Jets podcast, presented by Prime Sport. Lake Lock is down to one. McCown gets it off. He's throwing long on the near side for Anderson. He's got him into the open field. Touchdown, Jets. And now, here's your host, Joe Caparoso. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Turn on the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Joe Caparoso of TurnOnTheJets.com. This week, we are going to have two interviews. First, we are going to speak with Benjamin Albright, uh, who is a radio, radio host in Denver and also has a very active Twitter presence discussing the quarterback position. So we're going to talk Kirk Cousins and the quarterback carousel with him and how we think everything could shake out in relation to Denver. Then we're going to be joined by Arif Hassan, who is one of the best Vikings follows out there, if not the best. Uh, He works for a multitude of websites. So again, we're going to focus on what is the Vikings' perspective on the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes? Does he really think they are the favorite? Uh, So it's going to be a very heavily Kirk Cousins-focused episode, which makes sense because free agency is just about here. And Denver, Minnesota, and the Jets are considered the top three potential landing spots for Cousins. Before we jump into the two interviews, want to remind you guys that this podcast is brought to you by Prime Sport, official partner and team sponsor for the New York Jets. Make sure to go to primesport.com slash turn on the jets for all of their upcoming hospitality and ticket packages not just for the jets but i also have it for march madness and other sporting events leading into the nfl season and then once the jet schedule is out they will have different packages available on the website make sure to give them a follow on twitter at prime sport and a follow on facebook at prime sport again that website is primesport.com slash turn on the jets this podcast is also brought to you by razor sport that's r-a-z-e-r-s-p-o rt.com they are the best in the business when it comes to betting consultants march madness coming up nba season in the stretch run nhl season in the stretch run make sure to check them out at razorsport.com sign up for their members section for all the advice that you need to get before you play Put any bets down. Also, give them a follow on Twitter at Razor Sport Club. Make sure to support Razor Sport. Make sure to support Prime Sport. Friends of the Pod, helping keeping helping keeping us going throughout this very long and soon to be very eventful off season. Podcast guys is not just available on iTunes, although we would appreciate any rating or subscriptions there. Helps a lot with our overall searchability. We're now also available on Spotify and Google Play. So a lot of different ways to get to the podcast. Thank you, everybody. Uh, We're going to jump into our first of two interviews with Ben right now. And we are back with our first guest this week. It is Benjamin Albright, who is a radio host in Denver for AM 1340 and 104.7 FM, well-known on Twitter for his coverage, particularly of the quarterback position. We're going to talk some Kirk Cousins today. Uh, Ben, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Obviously, at this point, Jet fans are in a full... Kirk Cousins panic, wondering where he will end up. I believe most people have wrapped their head around Minnesota being the favorite at this point. How would you rank his top three or four most likely destinations as it stands right now? 
Well, I would say there are only three destinations that are likely um, as is, uh, and, and I would say that one of those is not likely at all, um, you know, and it's Minnesota uh, and then Denver and the Jets kind of down there, probably the Jets, uh, if you want to rank them at number two, but I think they're more of a leverage point, and then, uh, you know, Denver three, and then I, I don't think Arizona's in it at all um, from, from Kirk's perspective. Do you think that, if Denver, what kind of do you think basically Denver can make a competitive offer from a contract standpoint? The first thing that many people point out is that, you know, the Vikings have this degree of cap flexibility. Obviously, the Jets have the second most cap space in the NFL. What is the best offer that Denver basically can make for Kirk Cousins? Well, they can make a market competitive offer based on what the other two do. Uh, it can't be, it won't be as front loaded. Um, you know, as those other two could be, that's based on the flexibility, but the overall APY and guarantees could be the same. Um, you know, Denver can make two, three moves and they'll be at 60 million in free space. So um, I, I think the idea that they're hamstrung by the cap is one that's not grounded in fact. But, um, you know, I'll say this after, after talking to some, you know, some sourcing over there, uh, while they still may be in pursuit of him, they feel like he is going to Minnesota. Let's assume that he goes to Minnesota, which is the favorite right now. What do you think becomes the course of action or fallback plans for both for both Denver and the Jets? Well, uh, Denver's fallback plan is Case Keenum in a draft pick. That's that's pretty obvious. Um, as far as the Jets go, uh, I guess you have the opportunity to re-sign uh, Josh McCown and go with the draft pick. That's probably the most likely scenario. Um, there are a few others out there where you could maybe bring in a Teddy Bridgewater or, um, you know, I, I guess a Sam Bradford um, and a draft pick. Um, uh, if, if McCown does not re-sign in New York, he'll he'll head down to Arizona. So um, I think that's. You know, that's kind of the lay of the land as far as those go. There's been a handful of teams who are, you know, commonly talked about as making a move to get a new starting quarterback this year. Is there going to be any surprise teams who make a big move, whether it's in free agency uh, or in the NFL draft, to shake up their depth chart that is not being talked about that frequently, along with uh, the more obvious ones like the Jets, Denver, Minnesota, Cleveland, Arizona, et cetera? Uh, and you didn't mention the Bills there, so I guess that could be one. Um, you know, you could kind of see um, see what they do. Uh, they've got a couple of picks they can kind of move around with, some assets they can move around with Tyrod Taylor, and they're looking to, to make some changes. Um, in terms of overall depth, you could see Carolina uh, in there, and, and then Miami, who uh, loves Baker Mayfield. I think they'd be, they'd be a team that uh, both those two teams could be surprise teams in terms of maybe a, a quarterback shakeup. Focusing on the NFL draft, what would you say is the general consensus ranking of the top five quarterbacks, let's say, right now? And how does that compare to how you would rank the top five quarterbacks uh, going into this NFL draft? I don't think there is a consensus. I think each one has, you know, each team has strengths and, and traits that they look for out of each of these guys. And, you know, I, I think guys that prefer the, you know, the big arm, big upside are going to look at guys like Josh Allen and the guys that, you know, that prefer that consistency and, uh, you know, accuracy in the mid game are going to look at maybe a, a Rose or a Mayfield. Um, you know, I would suggest that, you know, if you had to amalgamate them all, that Rose would probably be number one, Mayfield, then Darnold, um, then Allen, and then Lamar Jackson. Uh, is, is probably as close to a consensus as you'll get. Jackson seems to be a bit of a wild card in this draft. Some people think he is in discussion for being the top quarterback. Some people think he should switch positions. Do you ultimately think he will end up being a first-round quarterback? And who are some teams maybe in the back half of the first round that could potentially target him? Um, 
you know, yeah, if, if you, in, from that 25 to 32 pick range, if somebody wants a fifth year option on Lamar, you could see somebody make a move. Um, you know, as far as a team that'd be interested, uh, if Buffalo fails out and everything else that they try to do, why not try to, you know, run with what you got and then add depth to that? Because, uh, I mean, the big concern on Tyrod is what his size and then some of his consistency in the mid game. So, um, you know, why not add a Lamar Jackson behind it? It gives you sort of a, you know, a similar approach to the game in terms of athleticism um, and, and, and go from there. I know a lot of people suggested Jacksonville. I don't really think they're a fit, and I think they're going to go after Mason Rudolph anyway in the second round. If you had to guess, based on their history and based on what you're hearing, how do you think the Jets' draft board looks at the quarterback position in terms of their internal rankings? Well, you know, Jeremy Bates tends to like those uh, those big arm guys, always has. Um, you know, and Rick Dennison uh, being out there, you know, he's a guy who prefers the more cerebral approach. So, um, you know, I, I would suggest that uh, they probably have the big four uh, you know, kind of in their sights, and the big four being, you know, Rosen, Mayfield, uh, Darnold, and Allen. I don't really think they have Lamar Jackson in their sights. Um, and if I had to guess, you know, uh, I think a lot of that depends on how free agency shakes out, who you got. Uh, if you don't have a bridge quarterback, you really can't bring in Sam Darnold because he's not ready to start day one. So, um, you know, I, I would guess that, you know, Rosen and Allen would probably be their top two choices. Circling back to Cousins, from an evaluation standpoint over the work he's done over the past three, three plus years, how do, where does he fit in, in the quarterback hierarchy? And what do you think has been a fair and unfair criticism of his body of work and of the type of quarterback he is going into free agency where he will at least temporarily be the highest paid player in the NFL? Um, you know, I think he's, um, underappreciated in terms of his overall efficacy. Um, I don't know that uh, he's an elite tools quarterback per se. He's a smart guy. Trusts his arm a little bit too much. He'll turn the ball over a little bit too much. Um, you know, I think Alex Smith is is uh, a better fit for that Jay Gruden offense that he was in. Um, that you know, which just wants consistency and accuracy in the short stuff. Um, you know, I, I think Kirk is undersold for what he is as a leader. You know, you saw some of these interviews of guys saying he wasn't fully committed or whatever. Um, I think Kirk also takes some things personally. You know, he certainly took the front office and the ownership situations there in Washington personally. Um, so I think that, you know, in terms of being a human being, that aspect of it is that component of it is probably lost uh, on a lot of people. They just look at the Madden ratings or, you know, that kind of stuff and say, oh, quarterback, you can throw more accurately here or that kind of stuff. And uh, Kirk's. Uh, Kirk's a good quarterback. He's been very productive without a lot around him. Um, and I think he'll continue to be that. You mentioned that Denver's plan B is going to be Case Keenum in a pick at fifth overall. Who do you think that guy at five ultimately ends up shaking out to be? And do you think it's a situation where that guy will sit on the bench for the entirety of this year and it will be Keenum show? Or do you think it could be a situation where that pick will have an opportunity to either start day one or take over the job relatively early in the season? Well, I think what you're going to see is, uh, you know, either Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen in that spot. You know, um, you've got Gary Kubiak lobbing for Mayfield and John Elway pulling for, you know, for Allen. Um, I think Case Keenum bringing him in is kind of the, the olive branch to Gary Kubiak, who has a prominent role in the front office. You know, you bring Keenum in for him and then you bring, um, you know, you bring in uh, uh, Allen, who's Elway's guy to, you know, to kind of compete with that down the road. I think the season is probably going to be Case Keenum's and then, you know, when Allen develops, if he develops, uh, he would be their guy. I just, I think they're making a mistake. I think they're doing Paxton Lynch all over again. 
All right, final question. Uh, do you think there is any chance that we get a curveball with that first and second pick? Basically, is there any way that Cleveland doesn't end up going Sam Darnold? And how do you think the Giants will end up handling the second overall pick? I think there's been some rumblings that they're going to pass on a quarterback altogether. Does that mean they're a candidate to trade back? Or would they be content just staying put and maybe taking Saquon Barkley or Quentin Nelson? Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think there's any way that the Browns go anywhere, but Darnold at one, um, that's kind of, kind of been keyed in on that for, for a while. Um, they just need to check some boxes, get that private workout in and all that kind of stuff. Um, as far as the giants go, that's kind of the intriguing, you know, point. Like, there's a lot of rumors out there. Uh, I don't know that take Lombard to the direction they go. Um, it might be, you know, given where they're at. Um, but you got to get Shermer in there and kind of give him time to, to really kind of evaluate these guys that he's got at quarterback. Is Webb going to be a guy for the future? If not, how long does Manning have? That kind of thing. I think a quarterback could be Rosen. Um, if not, you could see them go any number of ways from, uh, like we said, the aforementioned Nelson to, to Barkley. All right, Benjamin Albright, thank you for taking the time for joining us. Everyone, make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at AlbrightNFL. And uh, thanks again, Ben. Uh, no problem. Take care. And we are back with our second guest of the week. We are talking with Arif Hassan, who is the best in the business out there when it comes to covering the Minnesota Vikings and contributes to about 1,400 different places. So, Arif, what, could you run us quickly through all the different places you contribute content uh, when it comes to football? <laughs> well, uh, primarily I write for zonecoverage.com. Uh, I also have a podcast called Norse Code that's on the Daily Norseman. I occasionally contribute to websites like Optimum Scouting with uh, analytics reports for uh, for players in the draft. Uh, and then everywhere else is just kind of kind of freelance. So uh, I've kind of taken that off of my Twitter bio so people aren't as confused. Those are the three primary places that you can find my work. Very impressive stuff all around. All right, let's let's dive into it. As it stands right now, most people would say that the Minnesota Vikings are the favorite to land Kirk Cousins. There's even rumors out there that they've already offered him a three-year, $91 million fully guaranteed <laughs> contract. Uh, other people would say the Jets are the favorite. There's also rumors that the Jets have already have a deal in place with him. Of course, we know that this is the silly season when it comes for rumors. As it stands right now, do you think the Minnesota Vikings are the favorite? And how much money do you think they would ultimately put in to go lock this down? Uh, well, I do think the Vikings are the favorite, but I think that favorite doesn't mean, you know, that's the most likely thing to happen. Like, you can be the favorite if there's a 40% chance that a quarterback is going to sign with your team. Uh, and so I don't think any team has majority odds on this. Uh, I think that uh, the the three-year, ninety-one million dollar, uh, fully guaranteed contract rumor is uh, bunk. I, I don't want to call people out too much, but I, you know that's unprecedented in the history of contracts, even for quarterbacks. Uh, and uh, and I don't think that I think that the thirty-year, uh, thirty million dollars a year average kind of makes sense intuitively. Um, I think the fully guaranteed portion is kind of what I'm a little confused about. Um, I think that the Vikings are going to offer him $27, $28 million a year. Um, part of the rumors that we keep hearing about, you know, the Vikings are ahead or the Jets are ahead or I guess even occasionally, you know, the Broncos are ahead. Um, part of the rumors that we're hearing is that the Vikings may be offering a little bit less than some other teams uh, but are offering sort of a better situation with, you know, two Pro Bowl caliber, uh, you know, receivers and uh, you know, Dalvin Cook coming back and so on. And so that's kind of what they're offering. Um, you know, obviously both New York and Minnesota have a high tax rate, so it's not as if 
you know, anyone's going to have more valuable money, but I think that the, the Vikings are probably going to offer a better situation. Um, I don't, I don't really think that there's as much certainty. Like you said, it's the silly season. I don't think there's as much certainty as people are saying, but I do think that we can learn something from the combine process when it, which is when free agency actually, you know, starts. And I think during the combine process, we did learn that the Vikings are very in on Kirk cousins and, and they're, they're very willing to kind of offer up big money and so on. Um, but I think that the initial report that we heard before the combine that Kirk Cousins is going to visit teams, figure out the situation, figure out what environment he'll be working in from a workplace standpoint. And that makes sense. You know, he's coming from Washington. Uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. So I don't think that there's any under the table deal that anyone's agreed to, because I don't think Cousins wants to go to a situation where he feels like he's in chaos or, you know, he may be unwanted if, you know, there's a mercurial owner or something like that. As a Vikings fan, uh, do you want Cousins, and are you concerned that if they go all in for Cousins, what does the Vikings sort of fallback plan then look like at the quarterback position? Well, uh, I don't not want Cousins. I'm just not overly enthusiastic about having him on the team. Um, you know, he's fine as a quarterback. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, a lot of people have made this argument, so it's not new, but I think that he's the kind of quarterback that, that tends to play up to the level of his teammates around him. And, you know, there's a good question about how much you pay someone uh, that, you know, lives up to the talent of those around him when the talent of those around him is kind of defined in the long run by the amount of money available to the rest of them. Uh, so, you know, for $27, $28 million, I'm definitely less than enthusiastic about it, but it's difficult to find a quarterback. Uh, as to the second question, sort of what's the backup option, uh, I'm kind of curious kind of what happens with, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. There's some reports out there saying that, you know, if the Vikings go after Cousins, Teddy's going to look for an opportunity where he has, you know, the potential to start. And maybe that's the Jets. Uh, the Jets would have to maybe assure him that they're not going to, you know, draft a quarterback with their pick. But uh, certainly that's possible. You know, Teddy to the Jaguars was kind of, uh, you know, a rumor for a while until Blake Bortles got his contract. Um, but you know, that's, I think they're, uh, you know, their number one scenario would be to find a way to retain, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. And I don't know if that's possible if they go after cousins, uh, beyond that, you know, I think that they're going to go after McCown pretty hard in free agency as a backup. You know, he's worked with DeFilippo in the past, had a pretty good year or half year, uh, in Cleveland, all things considering, uh, with DeFilippo at the helm. Uh, and so that's kind of the most likely option. I wouldn't be surprised if they went after Chase Daniel, uh, who has some, you know, uh, experience with DeFilippo. Uh, and then also, you know, a mid-round, maybe even a late-round quarterback to compete with Kyle Sluter. The Vikings are very, very high on Kyle Sluter, and obviously that's in relative terms. They don't think he's going to start anytime soon. Um, but they really like him a lot as a developmental option, more than they like Taylor Heineke, who they actually liked a lot too before he you know, kind of put his foot through a door. Um, so in terms of backup options, I'm sure they've got a couple of plans in mind, uh, which involve both free agency and the draft. Hey, maybe we'll see uh, Cousins versus McCown next year when the Vikings uh, travel here to play the Jets when it all shakes out. Of course. Uh, do you think outside of the Jets or Vikings that he takes a visit to a third team? And do you think there is a third or fourth team who uh, is in the mix quite like anywhere near as much as the Jets or Vikings are? Are you buying into the talk that really this is a two-team race at this point? I think that there's some steam still with the Broncos. I know kind of before the combine started, the Broncos were the absolute favorite. And there's some rumors that the Broncos have pulled out because, you know, Cousins has nailed it down to two teams or nailed it down to one team, you know, whether or not it's the the, the Jets or the Vikings. But I think the Broncos are actually still pretty interested. Uh, and I think that there's a good chance 
that, uh, you know, Cousins could go to the Broncos. I mean, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Demarius Thomas, they're no slouches. Uh, they've got a pretty good defense, I've heard. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's it's a good team environment. Uh, John Elway does make the case that you get to work with John Elway. Um, you know, I don't know sort of how much that, that means to, to Cousins or whether or not he kind of buys that as anything meaningful, but uh, it's something. Um, so I think that the Broncos are in it. I know the other team that's rumored, the Cardinals, uh, they're probably not in it. First, there's no rumors about them. Second, you, you don't see a way for them to be able to make that kind of cap space. Like, I know the Broncos don't have the cap space right now, but they can make it. Uh, I don't think the the Cardinals can. So I think it's down to those three, and I think that you're right that the Broncos are a little bit further behind, but I don't think that they're out of it. One of the things that Jet fans who don't believe that the Vikings are the favorite frequently say to me is that, yes, they have cap space now, but if they sign Cousins, they're going to have to lose all of their young talent. And Mike Zimmer publicly came out and said he didn't want to put too much money into the quarterback position. Do you think those two things are being overstated a little bit and that if the Vikings sign Cousins, that yes, maybe they'd lose some young talent, but it wouldn't be a mass exodus over the next three years. And do you think Zimmer was just saying, talking publicly, or do you really think he adamant, would have an adamant problem about investing so much in the quarterback position? Um, I, I think Zimmer is very genuine about the things that he says, but I think also what he said was, I don't think it was definitive. I think what he's saying is basically like, these are the kind of decisions that we have to make. Uh, and this is the kind of trade-off that, you know, if we go after, you know, a big quarterback, you know, I won't name him, you know, uh, that, you know, we'll probably end up losing one or possibly two defensive players. Uh, and so, you know, and, and he said, you know, and that's, you know, difficult because that's kind of how the team was built. We've won with good defenses and stuff like that. Um, those are things that he honestly believes. And I bet he's uncomfortable with the idea of giving a quarterback big money because of, you know, kind of his history, but he doesn't make that decision ultimately. Like Spielman and Zimmer work very closely together. I'm not saying that Spielman's just going to pull rank and say, if you don't agree with this, tough luck. Uh, but I, I do think the fact that Zimmer's not making the decision uh, is kind of an important part of this. And I think Spielman knows that, you know, you can have a great defense, but it's much, much more likely that you're going to win games if you've got a good defense and a good quarterback than a great defense and no quarterback, something that both of our franchises are very, very familiar with as a concept. Uh, and so I, I think that, yeah, you know, Zimmer said those things. I think he believes those things. Uh, I think that that doesn't really drive as much of the decision uh, as, as we might think it does. Uh, just because, uh, you know, he doesn't have control over it. And I don't think he was being as definitive as, and Vikings fans are saying the same thing. Uh, I don't think he's being as definitive as a lot of people are saying. All right, final question, final prediction. How do you think this quarterback carousel shakes out? When we hit week one next year, who is the starting quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, the New York Jets, the Denver Broncos, and the Arizona Cardinals? We'll, we'll stick with those four who are the four, considered, to, I guess, to be the top four in the Cousins sweepstakes right now. Man, that's tough. Uh, let's say the Vikings go with, uh, let's say the Vikings get Cousins because that's the scenario I've been pondering the most. Uh, the Jets get Teddy, um, which is great in my opinion. I love Teddy. Uh, and, uh, and that gives the Cardinals a chance to move up for the first time in the draft for a quarterback for a long time. Uh, and let's say, you know, they get Baker, uh, that'd be fun. Uh, the Broncos, uh, man, Lamar Jackson, he's kind of always available somewhere in the first round of most mocks. So let's go with that. It's almost assuredly wrong, but 
Sounds like fun, right? Hey, you never know how this thing is going to shake out. For all we know, watch the Dolphins just swoop in and sign Cousins or something like that. <laughs> right. it, just, it's, it is a crazy time of the year. Arif, thank you for taking the time for joining us. Appreciate it. We will talk again when this all is sorted out and before the Jets play the Vikings this year, which should be a fun game for us. Everyone, oh yeah, make sure to follow him on Twitter at Arif Hassan NFL. And uh, best of luck in free agency, my friend. Yeah, you too.